Taylor Jones with iSchool Sports, and we're here talking with the principal of Woodland High School, Mr. Brett Waits. Uh, it's been a very interesting summer, and now that school started, I'm sure the first couple of weeks have been very interesting too. So we're just going to kind of discuss what's happened so far and uh, how things are possibly going to be going forward. But first, we'd just like to you know say thank you for taking time out and talking with us today. How are you? Taylor, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming out talking to us, and, and just thank you for everything y'all do for us. Uh, iSchool Sports has been wonderful with the the radio and then now the video uh, programming. It has been great. It's great for us. Uh, I, I just really appreciate all of you, you and T.A. And, and Adam. that just been wonderful to work with. Hey, thank you guys so much. School got out towards the end of March, and, you know, later on we found out that we weren't going to get to go back to school. But then that started the process of, okay, how are we going to reopen? What's the best way to reopen if there's even a good way to reopen? I know you're working together with uh, the superintendent and other principals around the county and also just how busy and just how much strategy went into coming up with, okay, here's the school calendar, here's what we're going to try. It was really difficult. Um, and and the, the most difficult part was not really working with each other because myself and uh, Coach Giddens at, at, at uh, RCHS and Miss Carlisle at uh, Wadley and uh, Mr. Jacobs and, and the central office staff. You know, we all work really well together. We all know each other, and it's and it's really good to work with. Uh, the the hardest part of dealing with things and trying to create the schedule was sort of just the ever changing um, statistics and and guidelines and things like that that came out through the summer. And so we were literally having to try to make a plan that we knew may not be available by the time we make the next step and so and I know that kind of it upsets a lot of people because people want to plan they want it to be out in in advance and honestly I would too uh, but we just wasn't able to do things like that um, and we kind of worked together and, and looked at everything and, and the, the blended schedule that we are on right now uh, has really gave us the best ability to socially distance and to keep from affecting as many people as we have We've had some, some teams here affected. We've had some people. But the teams have been affected because they were in closer contact. But when we look at the things we've done in the classroom, we've had nobody really that, had to have, that has had to go home because of the classroom contact. It's all been from contact outside. And uh, you talked about having the uh, blended schedule. Half the students going Monday, Tuesday. The other half are going uh, Thursday and Friday, but there were some students that allowed to do the virtual only option. So, uh, how many? What's the percentage? Probably, I guess, is the uh, the question I want to ask. That elected to go virtual, and plus, how effective those lessons plan lessons plans have uh, gone for the teachers? Uh, so the virtual option, I would say probably around twelve or thirteen percent, maybe. It's a very small number. Um, you know, for for my school. Um, it's it, it's not as it's it's really not as big of a uh, of a number. Um, the lesson plans virtually for us is different if we're looking at virtual options because the virtual options for the kids in our school are doing ingenuity and um, access through the through the uh, state department. So um, our kind of lessons with them are very limited. We we're trying to you know stay on top of them. We have people that facilitate. Uh, Miss Paris and Miss Lambert, uh, or Miss Butchell now, I'm sorry, and Miss Lambert have done a um, 
a great job of contacting Miss Jacobs. She does a great job of contacting parents and making sure they're working and doing things. But a bulk of their workload really comes from the state or Edgenuity. Talking with Principal Brett Waits from Woodland High School, uh, talking a little bit about how school has gone for the first, uh, probably I'd say official uh, two weeks uh, since we've been back in school. And this is always uh, uh, something I like hearing too, is just how different schools are doing this. We you know, talked about the blended schedule. We talked about kids going virtual. Uh, what is the policy when it comes to wanting to opt into school, wanting to opt out? Because we've heard uh, several school boards around the uh, state say that, well, if you elect to go virtual, you can make the decision if you want to come back or stay virtual after the first nine weeks or after the first semester, after the first trimester, however they do it. But if you elect to come to school and you say, you know, hey, this isn't for me, I'm going to back out. Can Randolph County students do that? And if so, just what are some of the other policies for opting in and opting out of the traditional learning versus the virtual learning? Yeah, for us, we we allowed, you know, we had a sign up leading up to school and, you know, for us to get started. Uh, and and it was a nine-week commitment. You know, you, you had to know that it was going to be a nine-week commitment. Um, and I think most people that went into it was hoping that once this nine weeks was up, then we'll be able to go to a traditional class or they could come back. I think that would probably be a majority of the people that did it. Um, but um, th- that's that's where we have, have stood because it, it's very difficult because those classes, those access classes, and even the ingenuity to a sense of putting them into those classes uh, are difficult to get them lined up and get everything done. So that's one of the reasons. It's not easy to go back and forth. Uh, taking on so that's that was one reason why we set the policy of, of you know we're going to ask you to be a nine-week commitment uh, there were some changes at the very beginning but uh, you know we're, we're to the point now that we're if you're in right now we want you to we want you if you're doing virtual right now we want you to stay virtual till, till the end of the nine weeks and looking at what uh, teachers have to do as well when it comes to them having to adapt to both the traditional and the virtual Are teachers, are they doing a little half and half? Are they teaching during the day and doing virtual later? Do we have some that are full virtual, some that are full traditional? What are the teachers' responsibilities during this? So for ours, our full virtual students are done through programs of the access and ingenuity. Um, But the teachers are still having to do the remote students. What we're calling remote is the students that come on the, uh, they'll come to school two days and then they have the other three days of the week off. Oh, and it has been. It, it it's been a very um, it's been a very you know challenging uh, beginning of the year uh, because a lot of this kind of came at the very end of the summer uh, that we actually kind of were able to know what we do. We got new swivels, which is a, a, a recording device with uh, iPads, but we're still learning those things. Uh, Schoology came at the end of the summer, and it's a it's a new system, and we're all trying to learn it, and everybody's trying to go through those things. So we're, we're having some struggles, but uh, the teachers are, are working very hard. They're trying to get as many lessons in as they can. Um, they want to be able to have it set up to where, because we have to quarantine sometimes, and we've had some quarantine situations, and we want to have it eventually to where we can, we can the quarantine situations are not you know losing very much when they go on quarantine, and they're still getting that same instruction. But uh, it, it is. It's very difficult on the teachers right now. It, it is. They're having to learn a lot of new things, and they're having to do a lot of extra planning, and they're having to, to really do things they've never done before. Talking with Principal Brett Waits from Woodland High School. 
and I know, you know, being in education myself, you know, looking at, you know, how school was run even back in March and how it's run now is completely different. I know that there's some things that the students were used to doing that they can't do or can't do as much uh, due to social distancing and due to just really limiting the contact that they can have with other students. So what are the social distancing pro- protocols for students here at Woodland High School and uh, just what those protocols are and how effective they are at keeping kids safe as much as they can. I, you know, like I said, I think we have really tried um, to follow the guidelines, the six foot, fifteen minute rule. Um, we have tried to follow that very, very closely. We we keep um, a very good cleanliness to the school. Uh, teachers are spraying down desks, wiping down desks after every class. Um, so we've done what we can to mitigate any virus outbreaks. Um, like I said, we've had some that had to go on quarantine, but that has come from, you know, game exposure or, um, you know, practice exposure, which, and they are trying to socially distance as much as they can too. The problem with them is, is you don't have proof all the time. You can't, you can't say for definite that everybody was six and 15 all the time. So if there's a shred of doubt, then you want to go with the, with the quarantine. You know, you have to go with that uh, just to protect everybody. But as far as us setting up the classrooms, uh, the classrooms have been set up in a way that, like I said, and the buses also I have to give the bus drivers a lot of props too, that they uh, have kept their kids socially distanced on the bus, and we haven't had to have a problem with a bus or a classroom yet. That we've had to send someone home from being in contact because of that, because they've been in that six fifteen rule, and we've we've had them safe. And, you know, we, you know, staying on the topic of, you know, social distancing and different protocols that have had to be put in place, what would you say has probably been the most challenging thing to get used to and looking at some of the new protocols? Are there some things that you say to yourself, okay, this isn't what I would like to have. I can't wait for things to get back to normal so we can have this. And are there really any things that that are different that you say, you know, hey, I kind of, you know, hope that we get to hang on to that once social distancing, you know, kind of ends. Yeah, um, you know the thing that you that really stands out the most uh, on the blended schedule for us is just the um, the, the quietness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss the kids. You kind of miss the hustle and the bustle of, of a school and and all the things that go with it. Uh, and while they're here, some you, you get some of that, but um, you don't get the the full effect. Um, and and then you know some of the other things that that make school you know, worthwhile for a lot of people. You know, you know, we all want to be here and we all want to educate, you know, every student to the to the full potential that we can. Uh, but there's also things that we get in school that that always makes it always worthwhile for a lot of people. The pet rallies and the yeah. uh, the games and, and the kind of the social, you know gathering with, with your friends that you get that's that's also a part of school too. Um, and so missing some of that is is um is tough tough for a lot of people and then on the you know things that are good um you know i I do think it it is is expanding us in a way uh, that will allow us to uh, learn new ways to to educate because some people are having to be forced to really to really examine how we've done things in the past and how we can do things moving forward and i don't think that's always a bad thing you know sometimes we did we have done stuff great in the past but there's some things we can improve on too, and I think it's forcing us to improve in some of those areas in case we ever have to do this again, or if this may be how life is from now on. Who knows? 
talking with Principal Brett Waits from Woodland High School. We're now going to shift things over to the athletic side of things. I know Woodland High School, it's football season, volleyball season. Uh, football's only had one home game. I believe volleyball's only had one home match. Too. So not a lot of athletic events going on on campus so far. But uh, just, you know, seeing those two events and uh, would you say that Woodland fans have done a really good job of uh, doing the social distancing and uh, trying to uh, practice uh, safety protocols? And, you know, what's just your message to the fans? Because we know we're going to have a handful of football games and a handful of volleyball games coming up as well at home. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Woodland is always great about supporting us uh, here at the school and, and our teams. And, and that hasn't changed. Uh, that first football game, I will say, uh, we numbers were down a little, uh, maybe because of our limits. But I, we had a great home crowd, and they were into it, and it was a good it was a good crowd. Uh, we traveled really well to uh, We Dowie on our away game. Um, our uh, volleyball uh, home game was was well attended. Um, we traveled pretty well on, on some of our away volleyball games. Uh, the mask mandate uh, is tough for a lot of us to, to grasp. Um, you know, working the gates and being around the front, uh, a lot of people, some, sometimes people just don't want to do it. Um, and, and I get it and I understand it, but, um, you know, we are trying to do everything we can to so that we can continue to have a season. Yeah. Um, and, and people don't understand all the pressure that, that they put on us and the High School Athletic Association is sending out emails that we got to get better at this and you've got to do a better job at this and and they send it to us principals and, and they send it to the coaches and they say hey this has got to get better or and then they kind of have left it as or we don't know and that's kind of the, the part that scares us and we don't want to have a situation where there's no fans at games and we don't want to have a situation where we don't get to play at all oh, and that's why we have everybody do their part and if they'll socially distance and they'll they'll wear their mask and do those things, I think we can we can prove to the High School Athletic Association that we can we can continue to have it. Um heard a conversation of a of a parent the other night and that hadn't always been a supporter of wearing his mask, but um come to the realization that hey he didn't want it to be him that um that that it was the cause of being shut down. And right. I think that's a, I think that's a good thing we got to realize. It may not be whether we agree with it or don't agree with it. It's do we want to be the cause of what, of what could happen, and do we want to influence other people to do better or, or not? And I think that's where we're at. Principal Brett Waits joining us today, uh, Mr. Waits. As always, a pleasure talking with you, and thank you for everything that you do here for Woodland High School. And we look forward to talking with you again in a couple of weeks. And hopefully we'll have some better news concerning COVID-19 and the new way that we do school. I hope so too. I hope we hope we get some positive news. Um, you know, um, also would just like to say, you know, keep, uh, we have a family in Woodland that, that has uh, lost, a, um, lost a child. And uh, we just, you know, keep them, keep the family in your prayers and, and look out for them. And, um, you know, look out for all the, the you know teachers and educators and the kids that have been you know have been affected by the COVID.